You're listening to Left Jest, Anders Lee here with Alex Patak. As always, we are joined Hello. this week by a special guest, Jabuki Young White. What's up? Clap, 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 Thunderous applause. Yep. He is a performer extraordinaire. Follow him on social media at Jabuki. Yeah. The at symbol. J A B. Yeah, you're going to have fun spelling. O U K I E. Is that right? Yeah, you got it. Nice. Sick. But we are recording this. Starting strong. I like that. Yeah. Already has. We have a built in studio audience. Just did some applause for us. Um, and uh, we, w- this is not a day that a lot of people are applauding, at least around here. Um, uh. It is <laughs> the last day that Barack Obama is going to be president. Mm-hmm. That's when we're recording. And um, I, I wanted to ask what I, I was thinking about this first presidential transition i remember i was in a youth basketball game arlington virginia i go in oh, clinton's right. president come out bush's president then next one i was in an applebee's <laughs> in minneapolis when obama got sworn in and uh we were i guess i'm working on i love i love these wholesome suburban experiences where were you guys when do you remember your last transitions presidential ones uh, you, you okay. mean while the inauguration was happening yeah what were you doing weren't you in school like i was in school the well for the obama inauguration. i skipped school but you uh, skipped school to go to applebee's yeah <laughs> it's a thing we did badass yeah man let's just go eat with the family today bad boys. <laughs> well i think bush got sworn in on like a saturday or something uh, I guess you guys don't remember. Um, that's fine. There's a hope and change app deal. I, I, yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't. Fair enough. I what was... about the first? What about Clinton? Huh? Where were you then? Ooh. Where do you remember where you were? People are asking questions, guys. Jabuki is the uh, unique guest that is actually younger than me and Anders. Yeah. <laughs> so even though I we... have no recollection. Yeah. <laughs> I was I don't on either. Yeah. Coding. Ninety-three. <laughs> um, well. Okay, but something we do remember, I'm sure, is when Barry Obama, mm. not his name really that he went by when he burst onto the political scene, but Barack That's Obama. That's what we call him. Yeah. He went by Barry to be like folksy. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and call it. Did you watch the movie Barry on Netflix? No. I watched that over uh, over the holidays, and like the actor was pretty good, but he really committed to uh, talking like uh, this. Allow yeah. me to be clear. Uh, Yeah, people play that up too much. Right, it was a little grating, like really great, especially from like a young, sexy guy who just (laughs) all of a sudden is just like talking like. You know what it is? Is because the president, you have to do like a fun impression, but he doesn't actually sound that interesting. So yeah. Put on airs. Right. They put on airs for the bears. But what he was known as. For at first was like this guy is a really good speaker, and that is true. When he's still. yeah, he's still a good speech. Yeah, right. But it, it, how much of that do you think is like when he's got a crowd in front of him when he's giving a speech, versus he just sounds really smart when he's like you're just kind of doing a back and forth dialogue with him. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, and the way that he talks to people is very much like, uh, well, okay. See what you're getting wrong in like a condescending way. But in a way, it's like, yes, I'm, like, enjoying this condescension right now. He wants right. you to learn. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he's your dang dad. Right. And that's, see, that's the thing I remember liking about him when I was a teenager is there's politicians, um, for the most part, don't 
answer questions. When you ask them a question, they divert. <laughs> and he would always answer the question. It would still be a, in a kind of a platitudinous way that would take a really long time. But he actually like would try to address what you were saying. Because he's good, bro. He can stand there and give you a full answer to anything you asked. And then if he doesn't really want to answer it, he just won't include the answer in the answer. Right. It's skillful. He was a really good politician. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, for sure. I feel like anyone can agree on that. But it's an important starting point, I think. The fact that just leaving aside seeing him, hearing him, any of that, you write something <laughs> this down on a piece of paper. <laughs> if I sh- slip this note to you in class in 2003... 2004 uh african-american with the middle name hussein who is like been in the senate for less than one term is going to be the next president don't say it out loud the math teacher will yell (laughs) (laughs) that would have sounded uh what do you think little not little uh pie in the sky little wishful thinking there yeah no even looking back and i'm like oh my god we just had a black president yeah it still doesn't seem real Right, and that's uh, and the number of tracks that dropped right after he became president the first time. <laughs> <laughs> my president is black. My Lambo's Lambo is blue. blue. That's so inspirational. So Every time good. I hear it, I would turn up to that song. Oh my god! Oh. Especially in my school, there were so many like Obama haters. Oh, really? So, no. Yeah, I went to a private school in like the South Suburbs, so mm. we had a lot of people from Indiana. And I remember there was like some thick racial tension. Oh <laughs> what no! Do you want? Damn. Yeah, it was like really really intense actually so did you almost feel kind of like the analog for him just when you're just trying to be in high school you have to like represent the president <laughs> did of the country feel like you yeah. were obama <laughs> at oh, the time but like everything political would just be projected <laughs> okay, on you yeah no like seriously i did speech and debate in high school uh-huh. um i didn't really do debate i just say that because that's what people can like grasp onto but i did speech in high school and i was like literally okay. performing speeches right just oratories right <laughs> every critique she was like you're like a young obama oh, oh my you're, God. So, you're obama I love you so much. <laughs> Which helped so much. Like people right. were just like projecting their positive feelings of hope Dude, onto me. The first few times that happened wasn't cool, and then became kind of bad. Is that yeah, the first like couple times? It was like really fun, and then at a certain point, I was like, okay, but I'm still Jabuki though. Man, yeah. I am not Obama. Yeah, I will not. I'm not not Obama exactly. That seems like a good way to deflect a lot of hostility, though, where you can transform into the president. <laughs> I will not answer your vitriol in front of my daughters. <laughs> we have a helicopter to catch. I'm glad I'm not in high school now because my hair at the time was actually very similar to the president-elect right now. Oh. So <laughs> I could see how it would work. Yeah, I just had a didn't little comb it. Yeah, yeah, I had a mullet. I had a mullet when I was like twelve. Are there like pictures of this around for the there are subscribers? There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only if your premium color is like what Trump tells his stylist he wants. Yeah, <laughs> he holds up a picture of you at the barbershop right the other day. Yeah. I would look like. See, that's why that that's what I would look like if I tanned. Oh I my god, actually. You, don't, you don't need are to. what Trump's like delusional ego thinks he looks like. Actually. Wow, thank you. That's a very good compliment. I'm that. a young, handsome Norwegian man, and I will not listen to this hands talk. I think he, yeah, he just either views himself as just a giant, like, tr- like anthropomorphic dollar sign yeah, it, that just like has a huge cock. You gotta love those curves. <laughs> 
so th- th- this is something I've been thinking about too. Is now you show up to a political event, you know, a rally for a certain candidate, and uh, or even just anything, and people have um, ideas of where they want politicians to go with actual policies. They have, you know, we want uh, racial justice, we want um, Wall Street regulations and such. Uh, when 2008, like ever, like a lot of excitement. A lot of people who hadn't been involved in politics before coming out to support Obama. Um, but you ask them, like, okay, so why? what issues are important to you? Like, um... Not Bush. <laughs> right. Green yeah. Day made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be an American idiot. Yeah, that's it. It's like, that was such a... I remember, like, nuclear... Like nuclear, he, that was such an issue for so many liberals, like ten, fifteen it's years an issue ago. For that a lot the of us. president says it wrong. You know what's weird too is there are uh, nuclear experts who say it wrong. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or if it's yeah. just a fun way to does say it. it right, nuclear? it doesn't matter. I, if you say nuclear, nuclear, I don't give weapons. a like. What do you actually want to do with the weapons? You know, and that's the thing. People are more comfortable with him using. Nuclear weapons. Although we don't have to get sidetracked. My family, that, uh, super white Boston people, had uh, a George Bush bottle opener. Like a <laughs> uh, <laughs> same something stupid. Every and, time yeah. you open, you'd be like, uh, "Doctors need to be able to share their love of women across the country," <laughs> and then applause, and you just get hammered. Uh, and I used that bottle opener so much that now it, it the battery's dead. So when you open a bottle with it, it still kind of works, but it's like, nurture. <laughs> well, that, yeah, and they would tr- see they would try to do that to Obama, like catch him saying dumb stuff, which occasionally, yeah, everybody slips up, but like it was never. And it was just like, kind of sad to watch them try to yeah, do a, like a right so wing. smooth, right? Like, As George so Bush smooth. would say, uh, "Shoot me twice, you can't shoot the shooter." Trump really has me missing Georgie a little bit. Like he's yep. cute now. Like right. all of his little mannerisms and everything. I is am adorable. so against the George Bush <laughs> feels, man, like, because they're so everywhere. <laughs> like he's still terrible, but like his terrible compared to Trump's terrible is like cute disney villain terror uh-huh. you know yeah. right i think yeah yeah it, it like i could kind of see why somebody would want to vote for bush i just don't oh really i'm never gonna with. vote for him i mean like as a right. social like pop culture yeah, figure as a guy. i'm like oh cool right let him paint but that is something i wanted to uh talk about too is uh, the pop culture there's been we talking about barry oh. there's this movie i forgot what it's called but the, there's a movie coming out about M- michelle and barack's first date Oh, this yeah, year, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. on Amazon or something. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more of these. We we have not seen the end of Obama movies. I think every year it's gonna there's going to be a lot of naked like a, Obama. This probably oh, well, I'm sure there's already wow. been porn. Okay, but but yeah, maybe no, more romantic like comedy, classy cinematic naked Obama, where it's like this pink filter comes on and it's just like a romance for Michelle and the entire audience. Uh huh. And we all get to live in that, like we're all fucking Obama together. Directed by Sofia Coppola. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I would, I would watch that. Yeah, like little kisses scenes, you know. Right. That's it's beautiful. well, it's gonna be. I. Do you think there's uh, there might be one guy who does like the romance? Obama, one guy who's like in comedies about Obama, then one guy I who's doing like the war movies right now in comedy Obama. Like, oh, you I'm heard it here first, folks. You're like a young uh, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Um, 
No, that's so that's so true though. Definitely gonna be hello Obamas. I want to see like <laughs> the gritty, like dark Obama, like smoking weed. Right, that no. Obama. I'm ready for that. Young radical Obama mm. who's ready to compromise at any moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> young Obama, a surrealist tale of his time at Occidental College or whatever. Yeah, we, we brought this up a bunch of times on the podcast before, but uh, when Obama's running the first time for office, there's this whole right wing smear campaign that he's somehow still tied to the weather underground <laughs> because he had right. one of his professors at college. Bill Ayers, yeah, is Bill Ayers, which happened when he was like five or something like that. Yeah, what a what a like twist of events from. Uh, the guy who's like secretly trying to get into office to smash the state to just like, Hey, uh, what's important is we get all of the most powerful people in America in my cabinet and then consolidate power over and over again for eight full years. Right. And that, it's funny. Cause we got uh, one day left for all the predictions that the guns being banned, the mandatory abortions and like all these the oh, FEMA yeah. camps, all that shit to come to fruition. We got <laughs> less than a day for all of these terrible things to happen. And I, I'm, It'd be curious to see what how these people are explaining that this doomsday thing didn't really go down in the same way that they thought it would. They don't have to explain yeah. it. They already got what they wanted, which was everybody freaking out in uh, the friggin' middle of America for over six years. Yeah. <laughs> They're like post-logic at this point. Like, nothing matters right. at all. They're post-logic, but the thing about Republicans that I feel like gets glossed over a lot is they've been doing nothing but winning. Uh, in down ballot races, this entire time yeah. they haven't had the presidency. So, so like we, we can ridicule them all they want because they've become a parody of themselves in so many ways, and their logic is completely circular on yeah. uh, all of the propaganda. But they still have a much more efficient propaganda machine than the Dems, do. who don't even seem like the Democratic Party and the left of America does not seem like it has any kind of unified face at all right nah, now and we gotta start playing dirty now like we gotta really that's why when pissgate happened uh -huh. i knew it was fake but i was like yes like, <laughs> i want this content because like we need to be doing all the terrible things that they've done like it's our turn now yeah instead of we go they go low we go high they go low we go lower yeah yeah we, low, we dig so a fucking the, they go low we go high thing at all the marches uh, the other thing about Jabuki, too, is he's Twitter famous. So when he goes in on Pissgate, it <laughs> changes the game. <laughs> it pretty much makes a whole new event where he's getting peed on again. Do you have any information for our listeners that they may not have been privy to about uh, Pissgate or Trump scandals, etc.? Absolutely. I was one of the prostitutes that was me. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's like a young Obama. Yeah, like a young Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got it because it was the bed Obama slept on. Yeah. So like hey, an Obama yeah. person. I just walk like, into the hotel. They're like, oh, Barry, you're back. <laughs> you're and back. Like, uh, 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 thank you. <laughs> and they just let me in. <laughs> That'll be the best part about comedy Obama is he sounds functionally nothing like normal Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. He only speaks in vocal fries. <laughs> Wearing oh, a baggy trench coat for some hope. reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got. When hey. are we gonna? When are we gonna? We gonna be ready for a white Obama, a white guy, to, just uh, a tan, <laughs> a tan actor to play Obama? Wait, did we you did, see that white guy play Michael Jackson? 
No. Yeah, there's a white guy playing Michael Jackson in some like I think it's a British thing or something. No. Uh, I, okay. People are already people are already pretty mad about I it. I already yeah. don't like. Well, this, this. is after <laughs> you know the things he had yeah. done, yeah, which yeah. like I mean, okay, that point, but what are you gonna get up like? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, when who a are you black gonna get actor to does play? it? They're they look light ridiculous. Skin, like super light skinned guys. That's true. You got you really got to commit to that role then. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. There's like a albino I think Drake people. Drake should always play Michael Jackson in every movie. Drake is so large. Get in my mansion. <laughs> get in my mansions. <laughs> I was told that he's um, now involved with Miss Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that's real. No, no. that's Miss Lopez. I, I'm see. I'm so out of the loop, but I, that's what I heard. You're not in the running for uh, Miss Lopez' hand, Anders. Yeah. She's not even considering you. Well, you don't know she's that. busy. You remind okay? her of a young. She's busy. She doesn't. Just you know, she to... wants to, but she's got a lot of stuff going on. Wait till she's the next minority celebrity to visit Trump at Trump Towers. <laughs> she goes into his office, and Andre's face is on the wall. <laughs> then, you know, she's gonna be she's like, busy. "Who is that beautiful boy?" That seems right. like it would just drive her drive her farther away. Because no matter where she is now, she'll always be Jenny from the block. And you, you're Mr. Minnesota. You're not, well. You're here's not, well, my her block man. was once populated. Her I could block, be like, yeah, in the me? Bronx, right? She's from the Bronx. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my people. Uh, maybe I think they might <laughs> be from the same area of the Bronx. I'm not sure, but I could really? be like, hey, that apartment. Yeah, I I know the block. It is very My mom lived there in 1951. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there's a connection there. Um, anyway. Uh, Obama, when he came on the scene, right? Well, when he started running for president. Yeah, um, double takes. Yeah, he didn't think, well, a lot of people didn't think he could win. He was kind of not sh- sure of it. Um, but something that I've been realizing now, in, in hindsight, with you know, people are saying, like, oh, Bernie was too tough on Hillary, cost the election, et cetera. Uh, if you go back to that primary, he was very critical, much more critical, I think, than Bernie Sanders was of uh, Clinton. That's what helped them win because he was able to kind of, and this is just my take on it, I guess, but uh, he got all the grassroots, all these people who were dissatisfied with the Clinton wing over the war, over corruption, and he was saying, like, look, I'm not, I don't take money from PACs, which, you know, are lobbyists, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of a sketchy claim in hindsight, but, and he was saying, like, I was opposed to the Iraq war. So he was able to do that, take the left position, and also make an appeal to the superdelegates and the, the bigwigs in the Democratic Party by saying, like, well, but I'm not that progressive, really. I'm not that. I'm not going to push it that far because at the end of the day, what I'm about is just this kind of vague uh, hope change, like we, we're all in this together message. But Bernie was critical on her towards the end. I mean, when things were heating up. Uh, yeah, but he was just bad with his, like, you're unqualified. Like, what? Like, I I was, He's like, an old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would also say that because the internet wasn't as poppin' uh-huh. in, like, 2000-whatever, um, I can't remember which <laughs> year it was with Hillary. Uh, 2008? 2008. Okay, uh-huh. for sure, for sure. Um, I didn't really pay that much attention, but... Uh, <laughs> we were all 14 years old. Yeah, right? I didn't really care. Um, but well, yeah, but you guys had popping, so like, friends, so you had <laughs> other stuff to be. People yeah. didn't latch on to like 
every soundbite like how they did with this past election because like literally on twitter would be like bernie said this specific line about hillary and he killed her like yeah and then that would just become a meme and it'd be like propagated like hillary lost on the memes honestly the memes (laughs) cost her this election. the meme wars were i mean that's why she had correct the record pretty much paid to counter the meme war uh uh which i i think i heard that like after when all was said and done the correct the record actual campaign a lot of it was just like spam accounts and bots that were supposed to just like lead you to a website to correct you on why hillary is right all the time and (laughs) that's nowhere near as good as the hot takes you're getting from like yolo swag lord on twitter right um uh no. I think functionally the difference between Obama, Clinton, 2008, um, and Clinton, Bernie, 2016 is one of them is following eight years of a massively hated Republican president, and the other one is after eight years of a, you know, despite maybe uh, oh, some unrest overall, like a really popular president. And so it's a totally different grounds for like look do we want to keep the status quo or do we really want to shake up the status quo and that's kind of why i think one of bernie's failings was uh, he didn't try to exploit the gap that had existed in the past that people had kind of forgotten about between because i was a pretty nasty primary between obama and clinton and he never he is the the closest he got to that was like look i wasn't the one who ran against him like that was almost word for word yeah. what he said instead Whereas, of like Trump was like uh, Obama didn't like you bitch right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, really went in on he her. was texting yeah. me he was texting me <laughs> and the shit he was saying got the screenshots I got receipts <laughs> I don't like you bitch ask the dude at Seven Eleven he was going off <laughs> second state more like Seca hey bitch <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was dumb. Uh, <laughs> If it rhymes, it has to be good. That's true. <laughs> um, Black lives high fives. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my bit. A comic in Chicago said that, or maybe it wasn't a comic in Chicago. It might be Ramon Rivas. I don't you know, you're a comic from Chicago. So. I am a comic from Chicago. A transitive factor. Do you consider yourself a New York-based Chicago comic or a? No, Chica- I'm a Brooklyn-based Brooklyn. Brooklyn, nice. okay. bitch. Because we just alternative had alternative on- bits. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, a couple weeks ago we had a new york comic based in chicago Mm -hmm. so that was jabuki heard the andrew episode okay wait speaking of chicago uh i got a little article here this is from back uh, in the era we're just talking about this is uh spring of 2008 in the heat of the democratic primary wait uh before you get started is the name of this article just obama no Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> 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 Obama, no! <laughs> With the more uh, popular and catchier, no Obama. No, because uh, they, they were writing this as Obama was headed toward a me. cliff. <laughs> Obama, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, cause that's, they didn't want to um, uh, be like contribute to how his name was co-opted by the right in that no Obama bumper sticker that I always thought that was so funny though <laughs> you did how could anybody take a fake Matt like portmanteau like that and actually have any real anger behind it right it's like no Obama well something well I there's something that the Republicans didn't use yeah. which uh Hillary Clinton supporters did, who refused to vote for him in the general election uh-huh. whatever they're called um 
they called him B.O. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. their little uh, uh, disrespectful adage there. But um, I think the farther right wing you go, the less cool, uh, catchy nicknames you get for politicians. Right. Pat Buchanan. Yeah, I can't think of any... Uh, oh, no, I'm Buch- saying, like, the the slander campaign. Oh, the like, slander, against Obama yeah. goes from, like, B.O., Hillary Clinton, to Nobama. Uh, to African warlord. To, like, uh, 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 Barack... Hussein Bomba, or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't even really sound like the Africa Lombada, uh, <laughs> Patrice Lumumba, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Talib Kweli over here. Uh, uh, so this is uh, Adolf. Speaking of names that you don't want, Adolf Reed, who um, is he, actually a. Uh, black socialist who's been very involved in he's black what an he's black name. yeah i've never heard of another black adolf i don't know why he Hold hasn't on. changed what the name. fuck well, <laughs> yeah this is it's clear from the last name reed though that's the one that's the tip that he's not a nazi that, oh you know, reed yeah. jr yeah wait actually that's a black as hell name yeah adolf l reed jr i would see that and be like that person is definitely black <laughs> That's yeah. like Samuel L. Jackson level. Right. <laughs> and he is an edgy guy. Like, I got to say, uh, he's – and in this article, he shows it. Like, this guy um, is not afraid to provoke, and he's been very, very critical over the past eight years. And um, oddly enough, he ends this article by endorsing Clinton in kind of, for a cynical kind of reason we can get to in a second. Really? But, when did it come out? This is in the spring of 2008. This is when Obama's running against Clinton. Oh! And this is, yeah. But this is a his um, statement on on Obama. He's he's met Obama a couple times in Chicago as an organizer. Looks as looks at him as a bit opportunistic. And this is a quote from Adolf Reed on then Senator Obama. His political repertoire has always included the rep- the repugnant stratagem. Love that word, stratagem, of using connection with black audiences in exactly the same way Bill Clinton did, i.e., getting props both for emoting with the black crowd and talking through them to affirm a victim-blaming tough love message that focuses on alleged behavioral pathologies in poor black communities. Because he's able to claim racial insider standing, he actually goes beyond Clinton and rehearses the scurrilous and ridiculous sort of narrative Bill Cosby has made Ooh. infamous, and this is well. This is before hands. <laughs> this is before the um, anything came out. Yeah, about. but that, people had that criticism of Bill Cosby in like yeah. the nineties that he was right. No, uh, yeah, I'm, the pull yeah. up your pants comedian of our time. Right, uh, he was though. He was, <laughs> the, yeah. And the this entire is, time. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is. I mean, I am uh, not the perfect person to comment on this i guess <laughs> I, but, I, but. I am and i'll take it from here no <laughs> jabuki uh, chime in i i agree i definitely agree um i don't remember what was the context but i remember obama said this one thing that was really like trying to hit it off with the black community where he was like uh you know this isn't talking about your cousin pookie or <laughs> <laughs> like wow. oh, no. said that i'm almost positive <laughs> and like i don't remember if he was saying that in like a tough love rhetoric kind of way or like how he was saying it, but I just remember him saying that and being like, 
Okay, true. People do have cousins <laughs> named Pookie, but like, what? It so hit really hard for just those families. Yeah, They're like, right. up, sold. <laughs> that's also <laughs> like I think the number five nickname white couples give each other. Pookie, yeah, Pookie. Yeah. you know, hey, Pookie. 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 <laughs> um, but no, I totally agree with. I feel like over time he sort of backed away from that like pull your pants up thing. Uh huh. But I mean, that's definitely what got him right white appeal like that's what got him the approval of white people so like to a certain extent of course he had to do that like if he goes in there like in 2008 being like i'm gonna do this pro-black thing this pro-black thing this pro-black thing like i don't know that would have been a lot even his existence was already pro-black enough so i don't think black people were like really demanding more from him at the beginning yeah I'm, well did you feel like it was I, just kind of enough that he could win yeah that alone i was like oh shit right <laughs> he's black and hasn't been assassinated yet that's so crazy it's incredibly lucky i mean even from a critical standpoint that we got barack obama and not instead a uh uh what's the dude who's all over the news this week man i'm blowing it with these names the guy he, he like sold us out on the uh uh health bill last week uh, the, the most popular black Democrat. Oh, right Co- Cory Booker. Yeah. Cory Booker. Yeah, we're we're incredibly fortunate to have gotten Barack Obama and not Cory Booker in that case because I feel like that same kind of momentum might have worked for somebody else, and this was at least like a really accomplished, good politician. Right. Yeah. Um. And and that's and I think Cory Booker is like that's do you think that that that's that's almost like the obama follow-up that they're trying it's like this is kind of like the b obama like the sh- i mean this Ugh. is kind of a shitty thing to say i guess <laughs> as a whitey but uh like he's as like the shitty like obama not as cool like obama who never really smoked it's like you don't weed. get obama instead you get his cousin pookie yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, that's gonna be used in a radio ad against me someday <laughs> <laughs> But, like, he's not as – like, that's – like, we're just kind of going to assume that he's going to be an effective follow-up to Obama. A lot of people are – Okay, Cory Booker, I do not know. Okay, he was uh, mayor of Newark, known for being – like, he's very, like, involved in um, – he's just really charismatic and – He's – well – He was a mayor who, like, would wake up in the morning, like, early and, like, help he's people. He's got passion. Yeah, he would like yeah save he saved somebody from a burning building or something. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. yes, the light skin dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about now. And and now he's senator, and uh, last week voted against an amendment that would have um, allowed Americans to buy drugs straight from Canada, which is a lot cheaper Why than buying domestically. He? Because, because he's a huge pharma shill. Right. His oh. I mean his explanation was that. Um, we need standard. They wouldn't be subject to the same standards if they're foreign drugs. But Canada's standards are actually He has none of the political better. grace of Barack Obama, where you want to wait and hear what he has to say about right. uh, the issues first. It's just like, yeah, we saw you get the check. Uh huh. Um, no, but I mean, these are the kind of people that we have to actively, you know, call out right. now that we have a Republican in office because we have to form a new uh, left. In the next two or four years we have before um, midterm elections or presidential elections. And it could go 
fucking anywhere. Yo, we gotta go yeah. left, left, left. <laughs> Radical fuck neoliberalism. It doesn't seem like it's dead. happening though. No, fuck all that. <laughs> like I am yeah. so. I'm still. I'm living like Bernie One. I live in a co-op in Bed Stuy. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go in on groceries. Brooklyn comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. I'm. I refuse to like let it go back to like mainstream, just like democratic neoliberalism yeah i don't think that's i always go back to this but i think the strong uh physical um contradiction we're going to see with trump is still that he denies climate change exists and it was 60 degrees yesterday in new york at the end of january Uh, (laughs) and it gets worse every year so uh there's going to be crises and it's going to radicalize people. So as long as we have the organization on top of that, exactly, that's something well, something to work with. Yeah. Well, do you think that's kind of what people expected when with Obama is that he it was going to be the end to neoliberalism? That I mean, and at least the I rhetoric. Have no I think idea is what I, uh, <laughs> I think was that, <laughs> I think that uh, at least from what I sense in like my naive political dreams or whatever and i also think that kids distill the purest sense of the election too like they get like the prevailing like zeitgeist the most Uh because they just absorb it straight from their parents right in like the most simple state just like how kids were like shouting racial slurs at like their classmates or like bullying their classmates about like race or like religion stuff like that like they sort of boiled down what the president is like putting out and i think for obama it was mostly just like um a reaffirmation of the american dream you uh-huh. know like anything is possible this anything black man is president anything is possible which like in hindsight actually is just encouraging like the capitalistic ethos of this country do you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah yeah like, individualism triumphs over everything by republican gay marriage logic you know what's next a dog president I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> There's nothing in the book that says a dog can't be president. It's true. Um, well, but do you think that, um, yeah, he wouldn't have won if uh, if he had actually talked about race? I, I you know, absolutely. People would have been so scared. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been terrified. Yeah, he didn't, and that's why one of the, uh, obviously. Goes without saying, one of the criticisms that conservatives have is absurd that he's like making everything about race and he's trying to divide people. Like, no, he's trying to get us to forget the differences. And in a way, yeah, uh, I don't know if you would agree, but like, it's almost like that's allowed, at least at the beginning of his presidency, that allowed a lot of white Americans to say, like, well, racism isn't as big of a deal anymore. Yeah, that's why they bought into him because they were like, "Yes, I could finally stop feeling bad. <laughs> like right. my white guilt is all gone." Mm-hmm. But like afterwards, when the minorities are like, "Um, no," uh-huh. I feel like that disillusioned a lot of people. I feel like we need the politician who succeeds talking about race, but uh, it's a much harder game to play because um, if you are open and you know you talk explicitly about the problems in america uh with race today it's very clear that the whole backdrop of anything can happen uh move to america streets are made of gold narrative uh that we were just talking about with anything can happen obama's becoming the president just falls apart because some people aren't given like half the chances of the people they live a mile away from absolutely uh 
Indiana, Northern Indiana people <laughs> in Jabuki's high school. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's why Trump won because people were so angry. They were like, I can't believe a black person became president before I became a millionaire. Are you serious? <laughs> that's how America works now? I'm so furious. And like, that's what ended up, I really believe that. that yeah. Like, people saw the visibility that like black people, specifically black people compared to other minority groups because like the representation of the black community in the past eight years is ridiculous. Like, not ridiculous, it's amazing. But like, compared to how it was in the past, even the 90s when it was like, the acceleration of, of it yeah like uh, it happens so quickly <laughs> that like specifically white people who are working class or even living in poverty were like are you this country told me that if i like just worked hard <laughs> as a white person i would be doing better than all these black people and i blame like, the show friends for this from start to finish <laughs> <laughs> They had they made no attempt to challenge the power structure. They're the most popular show on the right? planet. Absolutely. So yeah, I Fuck think that, that show. There was definitely a sense of entitlement and seeing all these other disadvantaged groups come up and like still being forgotten about, which is valid. Like they were right. totally forgotten about, but also they were forgotten about by the people who promised all these things to them, and they just keep electing those people. Like, right, and that makes me wonder though if. Um, if hopefully a future politician can do this, and maybe this is something Obama could have done, um, and not but this is something which a lot of liberals seem to be allergic to now, which is combining gluten. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn <laughs> Collie. That was good. That was a good one. That was a real good one. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you finish. I did have a quick aside thing. <laughs> gluten has done a lot of good. <laughs> and, uh, people don't realize uh, a lot of famines. <laughs> you know, we have uh, to develop the uh, grain. Sourdough industry. actually has many of the minerals you'll need throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, gluten in gluing. <laughs> this isn't going here anywhere. We, here we go. <laughs> gluing racial injustice to economic <laughs> injustice. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want to glue those things. Oh, yeah. Together, Absolutely. and that's the only yeah. way you win as a. Truly progressive. I mean, and I, I actually, you know what? I think that's kind of how Obama won, except people projected both of those things onto him. That's yeah. why you got you had white working class voters supporting him, and you yeah. had because um, back then, like, it, I mean, again, uh, this is uh, Anders Lee, hundred percent Caucasian talking about <laughs> like real caucasian talk yeah. <laughs> 100% real white skin uh, zero like, melanin <laughs> negative 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 bu, bu, melanin bu, 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 sunburn <laughs> but like i mean i can remember just as just purely as an observer race uh racial issues weren't talked about in i mean they're not i don't think they're um addressed now in a satisfactory way but like you know you go back to when Obama was first running yeah in the 2000s yeah. that wasn't something people talked about so just by virtue of having a black person running for president that was a racial issue and now you have to take it a step further but I think he kind of won because you had uh, that um, coalition between people of color and uh, white working class and, and of course the um technocratic uh, liberals who could also project their ideas i don't know do you feel though that i mean in the 2000s we're very young my entire understanding of 
uh, racial conversation from that time period is just TV. It's just TV. Like, yeah. you never hear people... Like, no... In your day-to-day life, how often does some like a friend of yours come up to you and be like, "It's time to talk race in America"? See, like, uh, people yeah. still don't do that in real life, though. People do that online. And yeah, it just has because the you semblance. don't have to physically well, do it. It's yeah. weird I think, doing it. Yeah, my I think the two thousands um, was kind of uh, a break from that, and because if you look at the early nineties, race was a really big, even going into the late nineties with. Uh, the crime bill and stuff and well i, I guess early, mostly early to mid but you had the riots in in los angeles over mm-hmm. rodney king yeah, yeah like that stuff was starting to percolate and then you had of course uh but the but the discourse wasn't really um it was very one-sided because you had a democratic president signing a very uh racist piece of legislation into law and his wife of course lobbying on behalf of it and saying super predators, um, that comment. And, uh, so there, and now there's finally debate about it, but in two thousands, it didn't seem that race was really a political issue so much. I do think that hip hop, uh, that it's so popular now. Well, no, just that, like, if you look at where hip hop has gone and how it's progressed, like that has an influence yeah, on hip hop, people's perceptions of race. Now. Yeah. Like it's like hip hop is pop music. Like it's, Flat brim hats. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, uh, yeah, it just sort of overtook all of that before. And, like, black people, it went from, like, popular culture being white people appropriating black culture Uh to it just being black culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, if you look at the mid-2000s, like, Justin, Britney, like, all of that stuff, that was just, like, appropriating What was Britney's Kevin Federline? That's the man. Someone mentioned to me. That Britney Spears is basically like ripping off what TLC was doing, like vocally, uh. and oh. it changed my whole life. I oh cannot appreciate her this goodness because, like, if you think about TLC, think about Britney, they sound kind of similar. Anyway, <laughs> I think you're saying a white I have musician at the compound. She's <laughs> um, taking a style from. I think the 2000s discussion on race can best be exemplified by every rom com you would see, where at one point uh, the main character wants his ex back and uh, she's dating the black guy now, and then he makes a bunch of silly assumptions about that guy's race, and then 20 minutes later, uh, there's this big aha moment with the reveal where it's like actually you were being very closed-minded and we're all <laughs> brothers and sisters <laughs> brother we're or whatever. All it's all okay yeah, the same yeah. well that, and that i mean there's a lot of that and it's i mean it seems which is like like a, a great way to not talk about the actual discussion right i'm just like oh i was confused end of discussion <laughs> yeah well it does seem like it was a deeply cynical time even if you compare it to today. Well, because it was post-9-11. Um, right. So it was like, wow, there is true terror in the world. Yeah. Like, I also think it's interesting that we – that happened, like, right as we gained the ability to, like, reason. Uh-huh. So, like, oh. that's that's one of our oh, first, no. like, major yeah. uh, major memories. So I don't know. I feel like there was a whole sense of, like, paranoia and – like uncertainty with like how the future is going to go that we weren't even really thinking as much about race because also everyone was like, we're all Americans except brown people. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> everyone else. was okay to be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I see, I remember in, yeah. And like 
when I was in elementary, middle school, when that happened, uh, it be it was oh, teachers did not care if you were racist against oh no Middle Eastern people. No, you couldn't you you could get in trouble for talking about Latinos or Black people or Asians, but if you it you there were it was fair game if you wanted to make fun of Afghanis or Iraqis. there was this girl in at my school who was not eat was Mexican <laughs> like was not even anything wow. like outside of like America very the casual yeah. super Sunni but as like long. people would be like so mean to her because she looked like she could potentially be Middle Eastern that's, like, that's so fucked yeah, like that's how <laughs> fucked up it was and everyone knew her name was Fabiola like no. everyone knew that girl's story but, like, is probably why so didn't confusing. she just say she's Italian <laughs> yeah <laughs> she should just went with Italian but um shouts out Fabiola if you're listening to this yeah uh, no that you should stand by your identity yeah <laughs> <laughs> Everything's um, gonna be okay. You should listen to me about how to uh, <laughs> engage in the world. But, Anders and Jenny, twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, but the it did seem like humor back then was like people talk about ironic stuff now and how it's you know feeding into the alt right. But it seems like back then it was like oh, way more. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, even I would be guilty of it. I yeah. like, when I first started like trying to be funny or whatever, I was doing so much like ironic like misogyny, sexism, homophobia. Make me a yeah. sandwich. That was Racism. such a big punchline yeah. in like 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's so cheap and easy too. Like yeah. not even really that funny. And it's insane how like people would just have to be the butt of the joke and just like take it, I guess. Yeah. As And the people were like, oh, of- well, you need to take it. But like there's already so many other societal forces that are working against you. Like you really don't, you shouldn't have to take that. So much right. palpable anger. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I will say like um, as far as identity politics and like PC outrage culture, you know, as extreme <laughs> as that can get now, I'd take that over back then because the Absolutely. people who were getting outraged and being politically correct and using identity politics were fundamentalist Christians who, you know, were people who were... Who, That's another uh, great Republicanism, by the way, is outrage culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I will say about PC culture, though, this is my main issue with it is that it is, like, so good on everything except class because, right. like... They'll be so evil to people who, like, don't get it. But also, like, that's so tied into education and, like, higher education. Yeah. And, like, someone has to take the time to teach you those things. Right. The best example of it. labor that is involved with all of that. Is when you see, like, the ultra-educated, like, white girl trying to explain to the less-educated brown girl why it's, uh, it's good to be a feminist. (laughs) <laughs> Those are the most hostile conversations yeah, I've ever witnessed with seriously. my own eyes. Yeah, it's so terrible. <laughs> because it's just like, join my team, or you're on the wrong team, and you're going to die. But uh, yeah. they just don't know. There's no compromise. And I think the the, the issue is not um, being politically correct. The issue is using political correctness as a shield to actually engage with the complexities of the issues. Um, so if you want to really like improve the lives of you know different uh races and classes across america you're going to have to reach out to people who've been shafted by this unequal system for so long and don't know the 
um, like Doesn't extremities. Doesn't know what cisgendered means. Yeah, and, yeah. it's a and civility will, thing. They will actively dislike you. Yeah, like, yeah because yeah. you sound like you're casting a spell on them for all <laughs> yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I do think that that um, the things that we're you know talking about, like uh, identity, poli- social justice warriors, and, and kind of the um, s- slightly left of Clintonism that Obama put forward, that was people latched onto that at the time because it was like a response to that deep cynicism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was hope. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and now we need something else, <laughs> right? We need action. Yeah. We want moves. I want Molotov cocktail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you should um, have been here the week after Trump got elected. I pretty much uh, told everyone to yourself. get a gun on air. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the lights just shut off. All the laptops go black. Yeah, we got hit by a drone strike at the end of the episode. Um, but no, like we seriously, we gotta start actually doing things and playing dirty. Like I'm done being like civil and being like respectful, being the good liberal. Like there's so much understanding. Like no, I'm in it to win now. Like, Have you like done serious. like a bunch of protests and stuff? Because there's also this obstacle to deal with of like action culture is really weird yeah. right now because it's unpopular. The people who are most. Uh, active politically kind of have this own subculture of that's what they do. They go to protests everywhere all the time for everything, which I mean is good if you believe in those things, but it's also like I was invited to a protest. Oh, it's today. I was invited to a protest today. Um, where wow so unwoke uh, i can't believe you're not there yeah i can't believe it i think it was actually this morning so i should be in handcuffs by now but um <laughs> they were taking over a goldman sachs building which i was like oh, oh hell yeah. yeah okay so we're doing something um and then i got to the bottom of the email and it was like uh we will be setting up trash bags to represent an oil spill and then doing poetry in the middle of the oil spills and if you want to sign up for the poetry center oh, uh, <laughs> and like and this is the, and you sign up as in any anyone can do their yeah, poem. anyone could do it. There's gonna so be some bad poems. So they're not even getting poems. good poems. Yeah, they're not even gonna get. <laughs> See, cream stuff of the crop. like that. I think is cool, and like it's great to express that and feel that for yourself. But like at the same time, yes, yeah, two um, different events, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they oh. should be in the same place. Yeah, they yeah, should yeah. take over the bank or have the poetry oil spill uh, art gallery. Yeah, we the the level of seriousness and just like popular coordination needs to get onto an entirely another level. Yeah. But no, I was going to say at the same time you should be doing things that are actively like perpetuating goodness in society. Do you know what I mean? Like volunteering, like working with children, like in the education system, that's so important too. You got to brainwash them early. Yeah. Got to got to get in there they'll early. They'll believe any of the lies they'll believe we tell them. All of this social justice lies. magic. But no, I think that stuff like that is really important and the college that I went to was like very social justice based. Like literally everyone took at least one feminist theory course like at some point. So like everyone knew, but it ended up just being a lot of like we're going to go out on the quad and we're going to scream for four hours <laughs> and change the world. And it's like, okay, there are kids on the South side who haven't eaten in two days. Like <laughs> was what this are, in Chicago? Yeah, this was in Chicago. And it's like, what are like, yeah. th- you feel great, but like, what did you actually just change in the world? Like, who did you, who did you lift up with that? Like, 
my voice is very sore now, just like that of the oppressed underclass in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, it, it is true. Yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that's what I mean by action. I think that, like, political action and, like, protesting, that's important. That's valid. That still needs to happen. But also... Well, it's just organizing. Yeah. It's like having a politics outside of electoral politics. Right. Yeah. Um, which is something we keep coming back to on the show because the main uh, factor that capitalism breeds is alienation. I was thinking about this last night where if you are in a position where you go to work, but you're not really friends with anyone, and then you're doing, you know, maybe two jobs or, uh, you're forced into these situations where you don't have to ha- have connections with a lot of people. And like uh-huh. maybe being close to your family isn't as important, important and your circle gets smaller and smaller, the more you engage with the system. So you need the opposite of that, where you're building, uh, options outside of the system. Yeah. And I have no suggestions. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- yeah. And I think you like, I mean, you think you hit the nail on the head with these like liberal arts colleges. Um, I went to, I went to, one for two years. I went to community college and then transferred to the new school and a lot of, yeah, very, um, a lot of that same sort of activism, uh, but not a lot of focus. And we were trying to do this. Uh, granted, you know, I'm guilty of this too. You know, you get busy, you stop caring, and, you, like, it's hard to organize people who are, like, stoners and disaffected. And, <laughs> um, but... Uh, there was there started to be, but there wasn't a lot of discussion about um, what the actual um, school is doing with its endowment, with its the actual structure of the economic structure of the institution you're in. His hands off. Yeah, you, it's like why would you even think about that? You know, let's think about uh, curriculum, and that stuff's important. Um, absolutely, representation is important. But um, unless you're actually looking at the core of the way things are organized, then I don't see how you accomplish much. Um, And that is, I should say, that is starting to change because you have um, schools that are divesting from fossil fuels for their endowments and Mm -hmm. stuff like Um, that. This is something you said a few minutes ago, but that is definitely a web series, Stoner Underground, where it's just the uh, militia of uh people who are high out of their minds all the time trying to plan uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh how to plant a bomb <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh, we yeah i mean part of uh, that's unfortunate that um do you think that like people who are turned on to leftism generally are I mean, there's a lot of exceptions. Are the but burnouts? <laughs> yeah, and it, maybe that has to do with the historical period I think, we grew up in because I think back in the day you had a lot of people who were accountants and just smart people, good with numbers and, you know, type A driven people who were like, let's organize and let's... Type A, uh, they'll type all kinds of letters. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and now Comedy these people podcast. just get sucked into... <laughs> right. A 100% Caucasian. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I also think that uh, our generation and us being like burnouts or whatever in air quotes, because um, that is a capitalistic construct. Jabuki is right? using air quotes. <laughs> but um, no, I think that we saw our parents like really live out the American dream because like the 90s, we were in surplus. 
we were like killing it. Everything was great. The nine eleven happened. Recession. <laughs> like everything, and we. We just saw in our childhood years and in our teen years that, like, you could achieve all this and it'll just be snatched from underneath you. So, like, what's really the point? Oh, yeah. 1950s to 2000, man. That was the time to be living here. Yeah. And not now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not now. For, yeah, if you're white. It was so so uh, now that's why everyone's like, um, I'm really just an, a graphic designer, videographer, fashion-based artist, and visual sound artistry. <laughs> like, uh, no one really watches. My work it. is sound. Yeah, I, that's. I often will say I'm a freelance quarterback for the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, been picked up by any teams any yet. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. But um, there's that, and it's also that the economy is just really taking advantage of like that millennial ethos as well with like, right. freelance culture and everything ridiculous <laughs> like, right actually fucked up because people are very self-aware about how they're going about it it's not like we brought this upon ourselves uh-huh. oh i wanted to point out at the beginning of this episode that any hating we do on obama is actually just us as stand-up comedians hating on a more successful stand-up comedian than any of us have ever been because he's done much better gigs than uh, by, uh, <laughs> right. by um, um, uh, wide margins. <laughs> he cracks some good jokes. Have yeah. you ever performed for Wolf Blitzer? No. Jabuki, have you? No. Because I want to do what comedy. Is. My goal is to do uh, GPS with Fareed Zakaria, be the first comedian on there. I hate him so goddamn much. <laughs> You people like have elicited such a strong reaction to me. I don't know what it is about him, but he's like extra smarmy. Yeah, well, he's a smarmy marmy. Right for K, I mean it's a double edged thing because for Cable, he's like smarter than most people I have on there, but he's also a neoliberal shill. Yeah, his beliefs Um, are trash. Yeah. And he uses uh, his platform to make people eat trash on air. Right. (laughs) Like some kind of supervillain. Yeah. Uh, um, Fareed Zakaria, go fuck yourself. Fuck him and fuck <laughs> the... Well, here's an interesting uh, split that I wanted to close with, kind of. Um, Cornell West, of course, we all know him. Uh, he was a um, kind of a tutor, uh, not a tutor, but a mentor. A speaker. Yeah, well, he's a, he mentored um, Michael Eric Dyson, who is another black intellectual, and... Uh, uh, it's again. Inter- I can just be. I can observe it. I f- find it interesting. One hundred percent Caucasian. One hundred percent. Social life is mainly confined to visits with the neighbors. Occasionally, there are community-wide events. But uh, he, um, they they had a falling out recently, and Dyson wrote this article, "The Ghost of Cornell West." A lot of it, uh, in fact, almost all of it, has to do with. Obama, uh, because Cornell West was a big supporter of his in 2008, and um, you pull him the Obama train. Yeah, he was on it. He was an engineer. Right, he uh, was a supporter, and he got kind of miffed apparently because he didn't get tickets to the inauguration, and so a lot of people attribute to that. But he's been extremely critical of Wall Street, of the drone strikes over the past eight years, and uh, so Michael Eric Dyson wrote this really long article for the New Republic uh, just kind of calling out Cornell West because he has been using... What year is this? This uh, this is like a year or two ago. This is April 19th, 2015, that he wrote that Ooh. article. Um, 
And he, you know, he has been. He's been Real saying left beef. Cornel West has said uh, Obama's a Rockefeller Republican in blackface. Ooh, yeah. shit! <laughs> that's, <laughs> he said it because it's so dang right. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing. <clears throat> like, I'm not going to say. It. I'll, I'll link to it. I'll retweet it. I'm not going to say that. But uh, so you're retweeting it. I mean, you're going to get some replies on that. <laughs> yeah. Retweets uh, are not my opinion. <laughs> they're not endorsements. Don't at me. Um, Left just does not endorse Sanders retweets. <laughs> what? Uh, yes, exactly. We do not. We endorse <laughs> what other people say. We don't say it. That's an important distinction. I didn't I say. Even, I, I quoted even the guy. I don't know enough about his argument to even have an opinion on it. But that is a smoky hot burn. Yeah. Uh, Michael word? Michael Eric Dyson did not like it, so he writes this whole long thing. <laughs> long just, story short, just saying like uh, you're selling out, you're selling him short, and he's basically reducing it to a personal beef that uh, Cornell West has with Obama for not being uh, nice to him, not inviting him to the White House. This is the Jay Z and Nas for grad students. Yeah, uh. yeah, it really is. Uh, <laughs> But I think, uh. <laughs> and and there are a couple people who defended him, uh, Glenn, and then there's, yeah, Adolf Reed, who I mentioned earlier. Colin, uh, I'm not Colin, Connor Kilpatrick, Kilpatrick. tried a whole... He did, piece. yeah, he, he did, and then uh, there's also um, Glenn Ford and then, uh, of the Black... The other guy came out with Ether and changed the game forever. Right. Uh, but uh, hot refs here. Glenn Ford... <laughs> Who writes for Black Agenda Report, which uh, Adolph Reed Jr., who I, we talked about earlier, writes for a lot. Um, they've been very, they've been in the same game as Cornell West. That Cornell West kind of just finally, within the past few years, joined of of not uh, being part of this kind of class of black intellectuals who uh, applaud the likes of Obama and 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 they're, they they talk about. The working class, material conditions, let's engage with poor people. Um, and Cornell West has just kind of, he was, for a lot of a lot of them, uh, persona non grata. He was the this example of this guy who would hang out with, like, celebrities and, like, get these great book deals and stuff and not salt of the earth enough. A real uh, Henry Kissinger type. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm already picking sides on this, and I don't <laughs> even know what is happening. Well, but the, but I mean, we don't have to get into it much. But I do find that I don't think we have time. Split very interesting <laughs> to close on in closing, I guess. Um, where when we're looking at Obama, right? There seems to be the tendency on one side leave sex out of the picture because it's going to try to creep in. Okay, we Look won't at talk about him behind a shade. Right? Yeah, don't think about. Don't objectify him, please. Leave his body alone. Right. Think. Yeah. His this is sweet, not the sweet, sweet daddy body. Yeah. Well, this is not the romance, <laughs> the body comedy, Obama. Name. This yeah. is the, uh, I guess, the documentary that's going to be made about Obama by you know John Pilger or somebody. Um, but there's this one tendency to look to say like, okay, yeah, he had to do bad stuff. He had to do drone strikes. He had to compromise with Wall Street. But look at the position he's in. First black president. Yada yada yada. Uh, you know, you gotta let him do his thing, and um, and that's, that's, I don't ha- necessarily have a problem with that argument. I'm sure it's really tough to be the president. I don't want that job. You know, uh, you have all these fat competing factors. You have b- bad choices. You have worse choices. You don't have any good choices. But on the other side, and I think this is where Cornell West is ultimately coming from, um, and as well as Glenn Ford, Adolph Reed, etc. We don't 
care. Yes. We don't thank care you. what the president okay, is going through. Point. Yeah, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. That's not who our is he bombing? Yeah. Who is he bombing? <laughs> yeah. Who's whose entitlements is he cutting? Who's starving to death right now? That's who we should be giving a fuck about. I, I will say though that I think that we're precariously positioned on a global stage right now politically. Nice. Alliteration's so good in that one. But I think that we're in a position where it's impossible to make a good move. Like mm-hmm. for you to be a whole true great person would require or as a president, it would require you crumbling the entire structure of the world. Well, you need to decide, do you want to run an empire or do you want to make something else? And we refuse to pick. Yeah. There's so many structures that are deeply entrenched and like built up to the point where like you kind of just have to keep them going because what's the alternative do you know what i mean right well i know what the alternative is but no one wants to do it no one wants to revolt no one wants to really change something Uh i sure as fuck do not i like (laughs) being alive as like no as it is sometimes yeah like still i don't want brooklyn lives yeah exactly right i don't want a shipping container (laughs) (laughs) truly a pink shipping container with 70s nostalgia surprisingly effective space heaters yeah it's great um so yeah i don't know to a certain extent it's like obama did terrible things that are are not excusable but also it's like you we bought into this system that requires people to do things like that so like either opt out or like just acknowledge the fact that sometimes there are issues and things that are so complex that like there's really no good move like something bad is going to end up happening uh-huh. any which way you go with it yeah yeah if that makes sense i don't know if i was just rambling no that totally makes sense i, I, I get mean, it I, I understand what you're saying um uh my my final word on this is um for all of the things you can hold against obama a uh, record number of deportations bombing seven countries uh, I had a whole list over here, but you know you can look that up on a better articulated uh, <laughs> platform. Um, your role as a civilian in relation to the politician is always going to be voicing what you want because they have to listen, and you don't do yourself any service by apologizing for people doing things you don't want. And right. I think that is the lesson for the large majority of the liberal class we are surrounded with in New York City. Uh, That's very true. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's image and reality, right? Um, Hypernormalization. Hey, <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say it. <laughs> we'll yes. have a link at the end of the show. I'm trying not to mention it on every single podcast I do because people are going to think that I'm insane. Um, no one has heard about it anywhere. It's so just so throw good. it out there. If so you're trying to good. shatter your perception of reality... <laughs> Watch hypernormalization. Even just as a film, it's good. Shout out. Please retweet us, Adam, Adam Curtis. Adam Curtis, Hello. come on the show. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> please. If he gets on the show, please have me on that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he... Uh, it's well, easier to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be sitting right there in the corner just staring at No him. touching! No touching! <laughs> he's he's an illusion. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he, he didn't touch on Obama a little too much, but I do think, like, um, that it is pretty significant that we, you know pulled it off of having a black guy for eight years yeah. and that does change people's <laughs> perception like i think the most important thing about it um is kids because there's a lot of 
kids of all races who saw that their first impression of what the president of the United States was was a black person. What that means, we'll see. I don't know. Um, and we'll and what they're going to be really fucked up. Not that a child psychology has a hundred percent to do with the president, but like that's going to be a very interesting cognitive dissonance over the next few years. I think this episode has been very brave in us admitting how white we are. Right? One hundred percent Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. right, folks. Self hating Aryan. Uh, plugs, plugs real quick. Jabuki, do you wanna do you have anything you wanna plug? Um uh, I'm gonna be doing uh showgasm at Arsnova next week. That's or two incredible. weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Um, you should come. Joe What's Kim Booster is, ho- is hosting. I was going to look it up, but then my phone died. Oh, all right. Well, uh, just look up Ars Nova Follow Shogasm. Shibuki on Twitter, yeah. I'll retweet it a bunch. At Shibuki. Uh, we are at The Real Je- Left Jest on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Follow Google Play. Leave a review. Please leave a review. Tell your friends how we're nice boys. Right. Troll us. If we... We did say problematic Every things. week we ask for trolls. Yes. Where are the trolls? We want to be called out. <laughs> I said some... Th- I quoted some people. I bought I a said spear last week. Problematic things. My privilege needs to be checked. So Check w- Andrew's privilege. Please do. Uh, educate me. I hope I demand Twitter, that of you. I'm, I'm going to retweet that this link, and I hope <laughs> no. Black Twitter just tears into y'all. Just uh, it's going to be brutal. I'm the less uh, fearsome troll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get like the like late '60s Republicans to troll you guys who like slide into my mentions. I'll I'll get them after you guys slide in there. All it's right. a plan. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back thanks. next week.